Hello and welcome to another podcast. I am Coach Marky Manila from ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. It's great to have you with me and if you haven't already done so, please sign up to my newsletter. The link are down below and you can get access to possibly a free session with me because everybody who subscribes to my newsletter gets entered into one of my prize draws where I randomly pick one lucky person to receive a 40-minute coaching session with me. So sign up. It's totally free. Free and you might even grab yourself a free session too. So today, what am I going to be speaking about? Yeah, I'm going to be speaking about another big topic that concerns many of you is how on earth do you have good meetings? How do you present in an excellent way and also confidently, almost like a native speaker? Now, let me be clear. When I say native speaker, I'm not talking about what they try and sell you on platforms. You know, to, to sound like, I don't know, the BBC presenter or, I, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is they're trying to, or I don't know, <laughs> people in the Philippines, Harry Potter, no. We don't want you to sound like that. It's about, when I say native, I mean comfortable, that you can flex the language, you know how to bend it and shape it in all the different delightful shapes and, and I suppose, combinations that you can make because English is so expressive compared to many other languages. It's a beautiful language, but highly frustrating, right? Okay, that's what native is, in, in my mind anyway, not sounding like you're from a certain country. I love the fact that everybody has their own accents. It's really important, although sometimes we can just need to soften it a little so they don't get in the way, or the pronunciation is a little bit sloppy, so it means other people can't quite grasp what we're saying, okay? But that aside, you should be proud of your accent and where you come from. The whole point of learning English is to allow you to communicate with far more people worldwide than you could just staying with your own native language. Let's face it, it is the language that we use in business worldwide and therefore it's essential that you can grasp it and use it. So let's get on with the topic today. How do you present like a native in a flexible and comfortable way and stay in control of your meetings? Well, it's all about confidence. It always is, okay? Confidence is what I work on every single time first with any new student, because most of you have a very poor idea of your own self. You seem to be highly critical because you've experienced perhaps bad comments in the past, or maybe in your own mind, you've almost done it to yourself, as somebody once said to me. And it's almost as though before anybody judges you, you judge yourself. Because again, of something that's happened, probably in your past, maybe at school, sometimes I work with students who've been traumatized from very little with their parents being judgmental of their English, their teachers also being judgmental, their school friends laughing at them, their boss then laughing at them. You can understand how that gets rather traumatic. And I mean, it's no laughing matter. To be fair, I have coached hundreds of students like that. And if that's you, I want you to know that it's not right. It was bad that that happened for you, and I'm sorry that that happened for you. I really am. Nobody deserves to have that experience early on in their life, or at any point in their life, to feel ridiculed and humiliated for something. So rest assured, when you have a coaching session with me, you're in a totally self-safe space. I understand, and I get it. I've worked with hundreds of students like this, 
and you are going to be no different. We can help support you and get you feeling more comfortable and relaxed and just having fun with the language again. Okay, so get yourself a session with me. It is a money back session. So that means that the first 30 minutes of a session, the first session that we have together, if you don't like it, if you feel it hasn't helped you at all, if you don't feel any more confident or whatever you've come for, I will refund that money to you. No questions asked. The only thing that doesn't come back is the credit card post processing fee that sadly gets kept by the credit card processor. Okay, so that out of the way, in a meeting, what's really important is you are prepared, clearly, but goes without saying, however, some people aren't. So make, make sure you know who your audience is. That's the first tip, right? Who are you speaking to? Now, clearly, if you know these people, that's a little bit easier, right? You're already friendly with them, or you've seen them and you nod to them on a day-to-day -day basis, or you connect with them on video chat, however you're doing this meeting. So that's a bit easier. If you don't know them, a bit harder, right? So try to work out what they already know, what information do you feel is relevant for them to be aware of, and what is the purpose of your meeting or presentation? You'd be surprised how many people just don't think about the outcome that they want to achieve. So always ask yourself, why am I doing this presentation? Or why have I been asked to do this presentation? What is the end result that is being requested? Or what do I desire to get out of this meeting? So when you've got that idea, work backwards from there to then construct your PowerPoint presentation or whatever you're going to use to achieve that end result, to evidence or to show and demonstrate the facts, the figures, the statistics, the, I don't know, the graphs, whatever it is that you're going to be doing or the video to underline your point. Okay. Now take your time to get that together nicely. Remember this, when you do a PowerPoint, don't put every single word on the screen that you're going to say. I have been to hundreds of those in my lifetime of being in marketing and business development and oof, too many years to be fair. And when you go, it's like <laughs> there is no point <laughs> in looking at a PowerPoint presentation with all the words written on the screen that then the person just repeats. That's just kind of pointless, really. Okay, so do yourself a favor use very short bullet points on the screen and then keep your show notes as i call them okay to yourself okay you can do that quite easily on powerpoint and then you can see them and i just then want you to use them as your prompt but the idea is, is that you get comfortable without sounding like you're scripted that is confident presentation so for example the show notes should ideally be there to keep you on track to remind you of the things you want to say but I really don't want you to be saying it like you're reading word for word the script and today we are going to be, because that is very obvious and it means that your whole presentation comes across as rather stilted, wooden and not flexible, totally inflexible. So if anything was to happen to your presentation, God forbid your PowerPoint fails, you're going to be stuck right okay unless you've got those notes also written down on paper or somewhere else so the point is, is that you want to use them as just a rough i think scaffolding or skeleton i would say to then speak about to ad lib so ad libbing means that we go off on a tangent we just use them like bullet points but then we we go across we move we segue backwards and forwards between what we're thinking on the day and then we can move with the dynamic audience so if the audience is asking you questions you move your presentation to also fit with where the audience is asking to take it to go. But you then want to stay in control of the meeting to bring it back after the audience has done that to where you were meant to be going. So don't get distracted. 
Now, the way that you do that, here's my second point, okay, is that firstly you open the meeting and you give everybody an understanding of what you are there to present. Tell them, tell them at the beginning. Hello everybody, welcome to the meeting. My name is Coach Mark or whatever, right? Clearly if you're Coach Mark, we've got a problem. Um, <laughs> and you know, you want to say today we're going to be discussing our sales figures for the next quarter. Okay, um, let's move straight on. You've got the minutes in front of you. Has everybody got a copy? So you can ask them that. It's a good thing to try and find something just to break the ice with as well, particularly if you don't know people. So if say, for example, you were going to do this meeting in person or even online, uh, you might just say, you know, it's great to see everybody can make it to the meeting. Did everybody have, uh, you know, did everybody have a good journey here? Clearly, if they traveled there, if it's a webinar or online event, you could just say, great to see everybody connected in. Did everybody have, uh, you know, did everybody find it easy to connect in? Any issues we need to be aware of? So you can just break the ice gently. Okay. And then say, right, okay, let's crack on. Now listen to these idioms. Remember, make these podcasts your active learning session. So take a note of what I'm saying and then practice using them yourself after the podcast. And I'd like you then to go ahead in the rest of your day, trying to use them with your colleagues if it's appropriate, or just try to write them down in emails or wherever you think it might work. Also record yourself and listen, watch yourself back using them because that way you're going to get the best idea of how you sound to other people when you do it, okay? It's gonna really help you. Do it for 10 minutes every day, 28 days consistently, you will see a new you starting to turn up. All right, okay, so what we want you to do is open that meeting nicely, break the ice, okay? Did everybody have a, a good journey here? Fantastic, help yourself to coffee. Right, everybody, we're gonna crack on. Let's take a look at the first point on the agenda, which is whatever, okay? Or today, I'm going to discuss with you the sales figures. As you can see on slide one, um, we have the chart showing last year from beginning to end. Clearly, it was not an impressive year, probably due to the impacts of COVID. So you can hear how I am summarizing what we're seeing on the graph straight away. Now, there is a whole, a whole masterclass just in talking about statistics, graphs, you know, these types of words you're going to need. Instead of just saying the sales figures have gone up, the sales figures have gone down, let's talk about some vocab. So we might say something like this. As you can see, in January of last year, our sales figures plummeted. Okay, after the high selling season that we had in the Christmas period the year prior, January saw a completely flat month. So listen to these words, a flat month, what on earth's that? Yeah, okay, it's a flat month, meaning no sales were happening at all, okay? This then carried on, continued through February and March, okay? Then we reached a little bit of an increase, okay, in May and June, reaching a peak when it rocketed through the roof in July and August, probably in line with the summer holidays. That was the peak of our market, where you could see the sales figures fluctuated rapidly, okay? And then they bottomed out again November, and then shot back up again in December. So you can hear those words to shoot up, to rocket, okay, to increase. So think of those vocabs. What vocabs can we think of? Fluctuating, it's kind of up and down, right? It's a bit like the waves, up, down, up, down. Not really going up, not really dropping, it's just all over, okay? Erratic, so if something, the sales figures are erratic, okay, they're kind of all over, right? You can't make sense of them. So. These vocabs are really important to help you express yourself and sound better than just the sales figures went up, 
they went down, they were level, you know? And if you listened to that again, you will hear that I used a lot of other linking words to put longer sentences together. They're not short sentences. That's not what advanced speakers do, okay? So you want to be working on how do you link them? So you could say, you know, so yeah, I took you on a journey, you know, through March, April, May, they were flatlining, then they shot back up again, okay? It's like telling a story. Think of it like that, okay? Now, and if at any point you get stuck, if at any point you think, oh, God, I've gone blank, I don't know what I'm going to say, pause. This is where your water will save you, or your glasses, your spectacles, if you wear spectacles, all right, or anything like that, any prop. It's a good tip, uh, trick that I teach all of my students, and it can really save you. So here's what you do. doesn't matter if it's either online or, you know, in, in person, but you go blank, so you say... Okay, everybody, before I go any further, does anybody have any questions at this point? And while you've said that, okay, and you're just waiting probably for a load of silence, but they may have a question, pick up your glass of water or your cup of coffee and breathe, okay? You can use the cup to almost like cover your nose and your mouth and breathe. Your breathing technique, okay, into the nose, out through the mouth, okay? We've discussed this before in another podcast calm yourself down because that helps get the brain back online get the blood going back up to the brain instead of your heart and your lungs to run away from danger and you can then recall the memory or the words that you want next okay and because you take your time sip that water take your time it's kind of awkward for the other people so usually somebody will say something they won't just sit there in silence and then put your cup down Answer the questions. So if somebody's asked a few questions, you could say, that's a good point, okay? If you don't want to answer the questions there and then, you could say, thank you, Mark. That's a really excellent question. I'm gonna make a note of that. Uh, what I'd like to do is come back to that at the end of the presentation because it will make more sense once you've seen the rest of the presentation. Okay, so moving on, let's look at slide number three. So you see what we're doing there. Once you've picked up where you were going again, you can move it on. If you want to answer that question there and then, by all means, feel free to do so. It's your meeting, right? But the point is you stay in control of how you want this meeting to run. Don't let other people drag you around. Now, you sometimes get some people in meetings who do, okay? They like to, I don't know, kind of show off or try to almost hijack your meeting. You get this. It happens in companies. Personalities can clash. You get a lot of politics going on. So it's important that you stay calm. Now, I saw a, <laughs> a fantastic example, but it was pretty appalling on a documentary not long ago. And this was in Saudi Arabia. So hello to my Saudi students. This was a big conference, okay, about Vision 2030. And it was pretty embarrassing for the, the lady concerned in there. She was quite well thought of, very well respected. I'm not going to mention names. And so was the gentleman who kept interrupting her. But he wasn't interrupting her. He was basically just speaking over her to somebody else while she was speaking to the rest of the panel on this big TV show. And how she managed it was quite diplomatic, but I really did feel for her. And I just thought, gosh, she must be fuming mad inside. Fuming mad, that's a great word, right? If you're fuming mad, you're angry. You're not just annoyed or upset, you're mad. <laughs> fuming, okay? Like flames and smoke are coming out your ears. So she must have been fuming because he didn't do it just once, he did it twice, okay? So she was then, you know, the, the 
presenter said, and so what, we, what would you like to say about it? So she started to speak, and as soon as she ever started to speak, this gentleman to her left decided to start chatting to somebody else behind her. Okay, so, and of course that was on mic, so everybody could hear, so it was almost like effectively drowning out what she was saying. So she carried on and tried to say her piece, but then just paused, turned to him and said, if you just give me a minute, I'm nearly done. Okay, so she did that to him twice, and it was a way for her to at least signal that she wasn't just trying to ignore this and wasn't just going to let it go on but equally she kept her cool it's really hard to do that when you're fuming mad or somebody's done that so if you get somebody like that in your meeting the way you can deal with it is similar to that lady it's a question of okay mark um yeah you've made a good point i understand you might have some concerns there it's probably best that you and I discuss this after the meeting. Let's not hold up the rest of the meeting with this. We'll come back to this later, all right? And then move it on. And if they try to take you back to it or they want to tackle you on it, say, as I've said, Mark, it's a really good point. So just repeat yourself, okay? We will discuss it, but let's do that after the meeting. Or I'll drop you an email about it. Or let's arrange to meet next week. Whatever you feel is appropriate, but do not let other people hijack you or put you into a corner if you know that it's kind of a toxic situation. It's really important that you stay off the ropes. That's a nice idiom from boxing and get yourself out of the corner and keep fighting forward. All right. Okay. So then you move the, the meeting forward. And again, I would pause from time to time in that meeting to ask the audience, say, does anybody have any points they want to make? Is everything clear for everybody? Would anybody else like to offer any other suggestions at this point? Does this all make sense to people? What are your points of view? So what we're saying here is that to engage your audience, because you've probably been to meetings, so have I, where there's a presentation and somebody goes on at you for 60 minutes and you're not engaged at all. You virtually try not to fall asleep at the desk, right? So it's really good if you are in asked, you ask questions, you're in the audience and you are involved. And now if you really want to involve your team uh, and it is appropriate, you know, they're not complete strangers, you might even want to get them to, to come up. Maybe you want to have a whiteboard there if you're doing this in person. Perhaps you want to brainstorm together and draw stuff, you know, say, so, okay, everybody, so these are the sales figures. So um, we need to really brainstorm what products we're going to do um, next quarter. Okay, so let's do something a bit creative here. Let's get all on our feet and give you a pen each. And why don't you just come up to the board one after one to scratch down your thoughts, okay? So get people up, get them to put their, their writing up themselves. Not you ask for suggestions and you write it and they all just sit there like being at school. Get them participating. It's as much their meeting as it is yours, but you are running it, okay? So this is how I'd like you to try to think about your meetings. Attempt to make them creative. Think about something playful that you can introduce as your first anecdote, okay? So if you want to break the ice, uh, you could start with something a bit crazy and you've got to be careful you don't want to traumatize people but if you do it in a playful tone you've got to be careful of your tone remember here your intonation is everything you could say well everybody do you want the good news or the good news right or do you want the bad news or the bad news <laughs> okay now you could say or do you want the good news and the bad news right you could say well everybody's going the good news is everybody's going to get a pay rise uh, this month, okay? The bad news is we have to lay off about 50% of you to do that. <laughs> okay, then you say, only kidding, right? 
but be careful be careful when you use humor because it has to be done in a certain way it has to be appropriate and of course if you've got concerns within the company about layoffs as we have a lot at the moment happening sadly i'm having to coach so many students for interviews um, in the past to to try and get them back into new jobs um, then you know what you've got to do there is be sensitive don't make a joke about something that could be a very sensitive thing and freak everybody out it's not it's not in good taste all right that would be insensitive so be aware of how you're making the jokes and who you're making the jokes with in the context but things like that can sometimes help and make people smile a little bit and relax all right okay so then when you go to close your meeting you just thank everybody for coming you know it's been great thank you for participating some great questions there obviously we're going to wrap it up now Okay. Any other questions, feel free to email me. You've got my details. We'll circulate uh, the minutes from the meeting um, probably by next week. And um, yeah, just stay safe, everybody, and take care. So that is the way that you would wrap it all up and then move everybody out the door. Okay. Don't get delayed for hours after your meeting. You just want to get in and get out, right? Okay. So... Give it a go, everybody. Um, if you want any more training on that or you would prefer to have a one-to-one -one session, you know what to do. The links are all down below. Please spread details of my podcast as far as you can. I'm trying to get this information to everybody who needs it. I don't care even if you never have a coaching session with me. What I care about is getting the world this information to try and share as much of it as possible. Get it out of my head. Um, because, you know, none of us know how long we've got in this world. So I think we should just tell people and share as much as possible as far as we can. But clearly, if you'd like to get a session with me, that's appreciated too, because I do need to afford to keep the rent paid. And of course, keep the lights on and the electric so I can record more of these lovely podcasts. So thank you very much. You've been wonderful for listening. Keep going. Stay safe. See you soon. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level coaching but need to access this information all the same i really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so also if you are somebody looking to get into coaching maybe you're an english coach or perhaps you are another professional maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counselor basically anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you you coach people in different academic subjects I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.